Hey friends, Carlos Whitaker hopping in here before we even dive into the official Parent Q Live podcast this week to let you know of two really important things that are happening this week. Okay, so listen, we talked last episode about these phase guides, and I'm excited to say that this is the week that they're launching. So if you guys go to phaseguides.com, you can go there and you can go ahead and purchase these phase guides. If you guys want to know more about these phase guides that I'm talking about, head over to last week's episode and we dive into all the nitty gritty. We as in Christina does. So yeah, make sure you guys head over to phaseguides.com and pick those up. Also, the other thing I'm super excited about is the next podcast that we're putting out is the beginning of our weekly podcast. August 3rd is when the next podcast comes out. And that means our relationship level is going to go from zero to hero. Every single week, we shall get together and have a blast. So make sure you guys are subscribed. That is the second thing we want to remind you guys about. So with that, let's hop into today's podcast. Welcome back to the Parent Q Podcast. I say back because I'm hoping you've listened to one of these before. My name is Carlos Whitaker with zero accent, and I'm sitting across from... Kristen Ivey with zero, zero accent. accent as well. Now, <laughs> Absolutely. I was hoping you yeah. were going to introduce yourself as Kristen, which... <laughs> Christina. 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 Sorry, I, just, I, I botch that every time. So today we're going to be talking to our great friend, Jim Burns. Jim is the president of Homeward. Also, he researches and teaches out at Azusa Pacific University. Uh, But what I'd love for you to maybe for just a second dive into is he's actually helped us with the FaZe Project as well, right, Christina? Absolutely. Jim has been a good friend of the FaZe Project. He brings to us all of his wisdom and research on a number of topics. You know, a lot of times we brought him on this podcast to talk about how do you talk to your kids about sexuality um, and a number of of issues because he's been counseling parents. He's been talking to parents for a long time. And anytime we get a chance to sit down with Jim, I feel like we learn so much. So much. And today we actually talk about friendship and we're learning about friends, friends forever. (laughs) If the Lord's the Lord of them. That's actually not the key I was thinking about singing that in, but it it works. That worked. I almost got out my cell phone and started waving it at you. Did you? Did you? I mean, let's be honest. You don't have no idea what that song is. If you're a parent, that's what, 25 years old or younger? <laughs> um, but uh, if you're a young, a, a young buck, bucket uh, like <laughs> Christina, then you don't know what I'm talking about. That is Friends by Michael W. Smith. We and that is to- how you ended every youth camp. Yes, every single youth camp you would. They That's would right. make, they would play the, the video. Cry, they put the video of all hug. the pictures. Yeah. Uh-huh. I w- it wasn't a video back then; it was a slideshow. <laughs> and you you would you would hug and you would cry. Those were the days. Speaking of friends, yep. Um, we we have a fun little stump each other game. Yeah. That- Stump each other. Can we call it that? I think that. Yeah, I think that's the official name of this game. Oh, it's stump each other. <laughs> so, Christina, will you please tell us uh, a little bit about the stump each other game? So, when we started thinking about friends, we thought, hey, there's some famous friends, right? There's some people that you know. If you were to name one of them, Absolutely. you could name the other one. Hopefully, that's what we're going for. Yeah. Uh, so, we're gonna see if you know. Yep. The friend when I mention a name, and then okay. I think you have some friends. I've got some friends okay, too. And that, you're that, gonna... that, that, so we're gonna we're basically gonna mention one name of one right? friend. Okay. And hopefully the other person will know uh, who we're quizzing. Right. You. So these people yeah. go together like peanut butter and jelly. jelly. I mean, this is, uh, there you go. Like like salt and? Peppa. Yes. Okay. See, they could, that's friends. Salt and Peppa's here. Yeah. Remember that, remember that group? <laughs> that's there right. Go. Okay. Friends. Okay. You first. Okay. So Monica and? Monica 
Lewinsky. I'm not sure who the friend is in that scenario. Oh, oh wait, that's the same I would person. have taken Rachel or Phoebe. Yes. <laughs> okay. So who is Monica? I don't... It's, it's from the TV show Friends. Oh, oh which can I, I'll be honest. I've never seen an episode of Friends in my entire life. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, I'll, I'm going to try to quiz you here. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to get this one because uh, of maybe your children's ages. Okay. Dora and? The Explorer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who's her best friend? I haven't seen an episode. Boots. Boots. I love my boots. My boots oh, on yeah. me. Okay, oh, so go no. on. You next. Terrible. Yeah, you next. In the same vein, though, Lilo and? Stitch. Yes. Yes. Okay, got it. Got it. Ready? <laughs> Beavis and? Butthead. Yes! You just wanted me to say it. I did. I wanted you to say butthead. <laughs> One more for you. Oh, my goodness. Harry Potter and? Uh, the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Was not his friend. Oh, he could have gone with Ron Sorry, or Hermione. Never seen an episode or read a book. I apologize. I'm a horrible <laughs> dad. Speaking of friends and uh, my lack of knowing famous friends, we're going to hop into the conversation with Kristen and Jim Burns. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Here you have it. Jim, it's so good to be here with you again today. Hey, I, I love every moment I can have with you guys. It's great. Plus, I love what you're doing. Well, we get to have a fun conversation today because I'm hoping you can give me all the answers I need as a parent <laughs> right now um, about something that I'm really, it bothers me as a parent. It worries me if I'm honest as a parent. As, as a parent, I can invest in my kids relationally and I'm trying to let them know that they have a friend in me, right? But how do I help them have friends with their friends? I mean, how do I make sure that they have healthy Friendships. Yeah. Well, you know, the friendship factor is huge. You know, you said something, Kristen, when you said you want to, you know, you want, of course, to be their friend, and we do, but we also can't be their friend because we're a parent. <laughs> and so, sure. in reality, they need friendships different than they need a relationship with their parents. I always say to parents, even young parents like you, um, you know what? You can't be their friend because you're too old anyway. And, you know, they're <laughs> not old. You don't, you know, you're not old. But, but in reality, you're right. The friendship factor is, is huge. And really, we talk about negative peer pressure a lot, yeah. but there's also positive peer influence. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have that in our head, that you know the kinds of friends our children will choose to have really will play a determining factor in really the kid that they become. Right. And so what we want to do is put as much energy into their friendships as we do sometimes with school and with extracurricular activities and all that because they're going to follow their friends. So I, I, I don't think that that means you can say, well, you can't you know hang out with Lindsay, but you must hang out with, you know, Jeremy or whatever. But I do think that we can um, put them in, in places where they can have great friendships. So that's why I'm big on children's ministry. That's why I'm big on youth ministry. You know, student ministry means that is every kid going to be perfect? No, but there's going to be a lot more kids who are going to be with the same values and morals and, and faith issues. And so I think we try to, you know, lean our kids into relationships with people um, and friends that are positive. We don't have every choice in school, Right. But I think we should know your kids' friends big time. Right. So practically speaking, because the reason I worry about this as a parent is because I feel like it's out of my control. Mm -hmm. And so my level of Mm -hmm. worry corresponds to my ability to control. Mm -hmm. um, And that may be a personal issue that we could sort through later. But when I feel out of control with how to make sure my my kid has friends, um, there's just a lot of worry that goes with that. So help me... No, practically speaking, what are some things I could do 
with um, with young kids. Say, start with maybe you know, even preschool and elementary, and then move on up to really help them develop those healthy friendships. Well, when you look at the phases of parenting, yeah, okay, um, when kids are younger, you are in control. Because I mean, I oftentimes say from two to ten, parents are are really in control. They're micromanaging their kids, and you know they're kind of telling their kids what they can do, what they can't do. And so part of that is is easier, frankly, because pretty much they can you can choose who they're going to have over to your house. You can choose where they're going to go, all that kind of good stuff. So I think that's the stage where you really do put an energy in that. You know, there's a really neat kid who's down the street or somebody in their school or somebody from your church. So I think you invite them over. You encourage them to play with them. They become playmates. They become people who they hang around with. And if there are other kids, because you have an, a better understanding um, who may not be the best, then you know you just simply don't even have to say a lot, but you perhaps don't invite them to all those kind of things. Now I realize as they get a tad bit older in that you know that younger age, you know they are going to have friendships that you may go, oh my goodness, this is like the wrong kid. Well, you're still as as a parent, you're still monitoring that stuff. So I, I have no problem with parents saying, you know what, I think we're going to let you play with so and so and not play with so and so right now. Right. Um, some people might disagree with me on that, by the way. But you know, part of who you become is who your friends are. Well, and is there a way in that stage? I had a conversation recently with a friend about this exact thing, and and we were asking that question about the kid who maybe you know you see them exhibiting behaviors you don't want your kid mm-hmm. to replicate. How would you say, okay, we're not going to invite that kid over intentionally all the time to play, but how do you also guide your kid then to be a good friend and to be kind to that person? even if you're not going to intentionally invest in the relationship. Yeah, no, I, and you know, when you come up with a simple answer on that, man, I want to read your book, <laughs> uh, honestly, because I think it's a dilemma that we all have. Um, and I think, you know, kids, part of, part of growing up is that kids have to learn how to um, deal with people who, who act differently or who have issues or whatever it might be. And so I think part of that, you still have more control. So with that child, you can still teach your children how to be loving to that person, how to be understanding, and... Yet at the same time, they're just not going to have the same level of depth. You know, we have level of depths of friendships. I mean, I have friends every Tuesday morning that I'm with where we talk, we bear our souls. I mean, I'm not going to bear my soul with everybody else. So, but, so I go to that level to, you know, kind of just acquaintances. So think about that with your kids. You know, who are going to be their BFFs, their best friends? Yeah. Who are going to be more just to those acquaintances? With the acquaintances, teach them how to still be loving and kind. But actually you begin, even at a young age, um, figuring out what's different about this friendship level than the next friendship level. And I think parents need to be thinking about friendship levels. Is some of that just quantity of time? Quantity of time is definitely one. You know, quality of time is another, um, but quantity. And, and the, the issue is you, you, by the time your kids are in school, you can't measure every person that they're going to spend time with because you don't know what they're going to do it with little kids, recess, lunch, um, even sometimes, you know, after school or whatever. Sure. But you can monitor when they say, you know, mommy, can I come over to go over to so and so's house? We're going to do a sleepover. You can say no, um, not because this person's bad. I think you have to be careful to say that. But just say no, not you know. I mean, when they're younger, you don't have to give details. As they get older, and you move from controlling to coaching them, right. then the coaching part means you might have to, you know, to tell them why we we started something when our kids were little where anytime they were invited to go over to anybody's house, and it could be a birthday party or you know something, and even as they got older, is we would call. We said, well, you know, mommy and daddy are always going to call until you, you know, are out of the house. So early, our kids just accepted it. Then when our kids got to be teenagers, they're like, you're still calling? No other parents call. 
But, you know, our big issue once was we called these people who went to our church, and it was a New Year's Eve party. And we just said, hey, just call in to see if there's anything you guys need help on. Thanks so much for doing this. And um, just want to make sure you guys are going to be there. And they went, well, uh, we're actually not going to be there, um, but we're going to be right down the street. And, you know, it's the youth group kids, so they're all great. Kathy and I had a value that said no parents needed to be at a, I mean, this was youth group kids. Sure. Well, come to find out, uh, we said to our kids, you know, we are just going to be the jerks of the century because <laughs> they don't have somebody. You know, it's our, our value. And, and my kids didn't go, dad, mom, you are the neatest people. They said, this is, they did the same thing. It's youth group. I mean, it really wasn't a sponsored youth group thing. Sure. Well, so we so we spent money. We live in Southern California. So we said, how would you guys like to go to Knott's Berry Farm? We totally ruined our New Year's Eve thing. And we took our kids to Knott's Berry Farm, which they were still mad at us. But, of course, you know, so yes. I think this cost us about $150. <laughs> Thank you very much. Come to find out that party blew up. There was drinking at the party. The parents weren't there. We were right, but... We still didn't get our, our kids saying, you're the most amazing parents I've ever seen. <laughs> However, we, this time we were right. Now, we could have been wrong. Sure. I mean, could have, great things could have happened. It could sure. have been, they could have had a prayer service. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but this group didn't. But we weren't trying to run a popularity contest. We were mm-hmm. trying to help them make healthy decisions about, well, friends. Right. Okay. And that's more than a friend topic, but that's the deal. Friends are important, but you treat them differently at different you know, phases in their, in their growing up. So what would you say to a parent who, you know, they're asking questions about their kid's friends, they're finding out what their kid's friends do, or they're observing the behaviors of their kid with their friends, and they just feel like their kid is in a bad group, you know, and maybe it's a feedback loop where they feel like, you know, it's, fueling itself um, mm. with negative behavior, but your, your kid maybe is stuck in a circle of friends that feel like a negative circle. Yeah, great, great question again, by the way. Um, you know, I think there's, again, levels. I think you first start by helping move them. Like I have a little grandson, he's 19 months, his name is James, and we just distract him. He goes for the, you know, for the, glass, you know, container, and we just pick them up and move them to something else. <laughs> Distraction is amazing. Amazing. Yes. Well, with certain kids, you can kind of do that too. I'm not saying that's with everyone. But so you watch their behavior. And then when it gets to a final, I mean, the final point is in saying, you know what, we're basically, you know, these people can't be your friends. I mean, right. they can't be your close friends. I would never, I would, at the beginning, I wouldn't never at the beginning say, okay, you can't hang out with her because her parents do this or because she does that sure. or he or whatever. But I think you move toward that if, if it's, you know, dangerous. We had that with a boy who was a friend who, um, at about 15, I had to take my daughter, Rebecca, to her favorite uh, Chinese food thing and say, you know what, we're going to kind of forbid you to hang out with him. Mm. And it was, beca- it, again, we didn't start that, but it was a long process. She didn't say, dad, you're the most amazing dad. <laughs> I still remember the kid's name. Rebecca, who's now 30, doesn't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> but I honestly thought, like, am I going to lose my daughter over right. this? But yeah. the point was, is it was, you know, it was the kind of a boyfriend girlfriend thing. Well, this kid brought a gun to school, you know, a month mm. later, and you know, again, we were right. Not that we're always right, but again, we were right. But the point was, is that sometimes we have to lean in on the harder stuff and just simply remove them from a from a dangerous situation. When you have an adult perspective and you do see some things that maybe your kid in the middle of it doesn't right. see. And then you can't even explain it to them from an sure. adult perspective because right. when you're talking about younger kids, right. they don't have an adult perspective. Right. So they're going, yeah, but they're nice and they you know, like to play you know, kickball with me or whatever. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that it's a lot deeper, but you can't explain it. So sometimes you just have, as a parent sometimes, sometimes we just have to simply say, I understand 
I, if I was your age, I'd feel the same way. Nevertheless, this is how we're going to do it. Sure. And, you know, pray to God that, that the kids won't hate you for the rest of your life because you're putting other deposits into their life like in huge ways where, you know, they understand. I mean, they, I mean, again, they don't understand, but the, later on they'll go, okay, my mom or my dad gave me so much energy, input, relationship, and all that, that even though I don't agree with them on this one friendship thing, I'm still going to buy into it because right. they are the most important influence. Here's an interesting side to it in terms of friendships. When you start looking, the most influential Typically, the most influential people in a kid's life would be mom and dad. However, at about ninth grade, mm. and it's been changing here, mm. but in about ninth grade, their friends actually, just for a short time, kind of become more influential, at least yeah. in peer pressure and right. things like that. So what parents have to do, I think, is continue to build relationships, continue to play with them, right. continue to invest. Don't just be the nagging parent. And when you do that, you can get away with more um, when you do have to pull them from something. Mm. I love that. I think there are a couple of things you mentioned there that are so huge. And one of those was this distraction thing. And the other is mm. that you invest relationally so they always have someone. Yeah. I'll never forget there was a defining moment for me at a youth ministry event. And I was there as a small group leader and sitting in the kind of, you, you know, you sit with your kids when you're at a youth ministry event. I'm, this was a middle school event. And so I'm sitting in a room filled with middle schoolers everywhere on the floor, all like packed into this room. And the topic was healthy friendships. Mm. And the presenter was doing an amazing job of presenting why you don't want negative friendships and you want positive friendships in your life. And it was, it was a great message. But right behind me, there was this kid, and I think he had to be sixth or seventh grade. It's hard to tell, but it was a boy. He wasn't in my group. And I happened to hear him under his breath at one point in the conversation, and the speaker's presenting, and he just said, I'll just never forget it. I get emotional. He said, I just wish I had a friend. Mm. And it was so loud and clear to me in that moment to think this, this presenter's trying to communicate, don't have negative friends, have positive friends. And here's this middle schooler just saying, but inside of me, I'm wired to have a friend and I don't know who that is. Right. And for that kid, it struck me to think for him, he will, he will go to a negative friendship because yes. anybody that will accept him yeah. is going to meet that need that he can't get away from. What do you do with that? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, th I think you're speaking to some with the distraction right. and some with the way you invest relationally, but, but how do you meet that need? Well, you know, in every school, every church, there are kids who eat lunch alone. There are kids who are alone. And, and my heart breaks for that kid. Mm -hmm. and, and I wish there was, again, a simple answer. I think what a parent can do is invest in friendships for him. So for example, if... I was noticing that my child probably didn't have good friendships, then I think what I would want to do is be proactive about inviting some kids over to the house or a kid or whatever. And because mm -hmm. some are, I'm an extrovert. Sure. I want to be around, you know, a hundred kids and I'll have a light <laughs> conversation with all of them. My wife is an introvert. Yes. She'll have, she needs one friend type yes. of thing. Okay? Yes. Awesome for her. So depending on who your child is, typically that child probably is more of an introvert. So you find, you find a compadre for them. Mm. Now, again, you can't, just like you can't tell your kids, I want you to be a doctor, teacher, attorney, sure. that kind of stuff, even though you, in your mind you think you know better, and you probably do, but <laughs> still you don't do that. It's the same with, with friendships, but you begin to put them in situations. Like you talked about distracting, but with the, the kids who don't have friends, the way they get friends is by going to camp at church, mm -hmm. by actually being in a small group. Mm -hmm. And then as parents, let's monitor that. Let's mm -hmm. see how that goes. The other th simple thing that, that parents can do is say, I'll drive. And That's even great. if they have a small car, they can put a few kids in the car 
And what I used to do with my kids, all girls, of course, so I'd have all these girls in the car and I'd be turning the radio lower so I could listen in on the conversations. <laughs> they never knew this. Please uh, don't tell my daughters this. They'd still want to you know, get angry at me for it. But then I could kind of learn, I'd learn a lot about the friends. And then I might mm-hmm. say, hey, why don't you invite so-and-so? We're going to go, you know, and it would cost me money because sure. we're going to go eat dinner or we're going to go do something. And but, time. Yeah. <laughs> money and time. Exactly. But I think you can find... For for those kids, and again, I'm speaking as a parent. I think you can begin. You know, does your kid have friends? Mm-hmm. Who are their friends? I mean, those are that, you know that's the ultimate question. Again, for the kids who aren't, who don't have friends, as leaders, mm-hmm. our hearts are broken. Right. As parents, our hearts are broken. But we can be actually more influential about it than sometimes even leaders can. Because you can look in multiple pockets, whether that's kids in the neighborhood, kids at church, kids mm-hmm. at a different church, kids at, I mean, to get creative, right? To go to different spaces and try yeah. new things. Well, you know, the point you just said, it's fascinating. Our daughter, Heidi, who's awesome, <laughs> but she didn't like our youth group. And, <laughs> and she was like, youth group's boring and, you know, so-and-so's boring and this is, you know, crummy. And we went, oh man. Finally, we decided, she goes, I don't want to go. So finally, but she really liked being around people. The young life leader who happened to be at our school was awesome. And so we said, well, you have to go to something. Mm. You can have a Bible study with us, That's which great. she didn't want. <laughs> so she, I said, do you want to try Young Life? But I, I, I said, not, why, don't we bring, why don't you bring Kelsey? Okay, so there's a Kelsey in her life. So why don't you bring Kelsey um, to Young Life? And what I'll do is I'll take you guys out for dinner beforehand. And so we, you know, it wasn't expensive, but I think we went to like a Chipotle or something. And so that was cool for them. Then I dropped them off. I said, I'll be right here. And if you hate it, you hate it. But you know, why don't you try it? Well, they loved it. So the issue was, is her friendship base became the Young Love crowd mm-hmm. that didn't go to our church. Mm-hmm. I was bummed because sure. I wanted her to love our church and I wanted her to love our youth group. <laughs> of course. But what we realized was these were still good friendships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Heidi today, who's, she's now a young adult, but her, her Young Life friends are still people that she has relationship with um, on Instagram, Facebook, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And I think it's because she felt more comfortable in that, in that place. I'm glad we took the... The, the deal of not saying, you must go to our church. Right. Our church was great. There were other kids who had great experiences there. But for her, she, you know, we, we, moved, we gave her an option and so, sometimes parents have to do that. Sure. And the other thing I think about with this, this whole conversation is how do you then help a kid? Because, you know, you're try, you might put them in social settings that are kind of labs, you know, maybe mm-hmm. this friendship, maybe there will be chemistry yeah. here, maybe this friendship will stick. And the other side of it is a little bit of friendship coaching along the yeah, way. Yeah. How do you teach your kid or train your kid with a couple of skills that they need to have in order to, to be a better friend or attract a better friend mm-hmm. or, or make that work? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the first answer is frankly, they're gonna model how you do friendships. Mm-hmm. And way too many parents are lone islands out there. Mm-hmm. We're so busy. You know, Somebody once said to me, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. So we get so busy that they don't see friendships with wow. us. And so I think they need to see what we do with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, with friends, I'm kinder to my friends sometimes than I am to my family mm-hmm. because I'm not going to say, "Well, you're being a jerk." You know, they're my <laughs> friend, but I don't have, the, you know. So, so I I need to model that. Wow. But then also, I, I used to say to my kids, you know, if you want friends, be a friend of them mm-hmm. first. And so there are times when we can speak into it without nagging, and maybe you find just a few principles in your life. What are the you know, few principles on being a friend. You could actually go online and find this kind of stuff out. I mean, I remember back in my student ministry days, I would speak a lot on friendships because it's a big deal in the kids' lives, one of the major things. And so I kind of would give, you know, some points on, you know, 
on how to develop meaningful friendships. Well, as parents, have some points in your head. Then instead of say, sitting them down at the table and say, here's what a friend is, because yeah. that's not going to work <laughs> at any age. It could sure. be young or old. But, you know, look for ways to, to pound that into their head over the years. Just, to, you know, you, you want friendships? You know, be a friend. You know, show kindness. Um, you know, do something special for them. You know, all these simple little basic things that, you know, cause friendships. Then when they, you know, your job as a parent is not to raise obedient children, but to raise responsible adults. Mm. And I'll add who love God. So if they're going to become responsible adults, part of our job is to teach them how to be a more effective friend. So it's absolutely appropriate for us to have a few points that are, when they are adults, go, oh my gosh, my mom or my dad, they, you know, they pounded this in my head. Mm. That's and so, great. Without nagging. That's really great. I love that. I think there are few principles that come up already along the way. And and it's interesting to watch in my own parenting that my kids need coaching in different areas. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're That's just crazy. like you said, wired totally different. I have one who's an introvert, yeah. again, who if he had one good friend and they were 10 years older than him, he would be fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, at least enough. at this point in his life. And then, you know, another extrovert who, you know, needs to be surrounded by... Right. Um, a full crowd, but they each have unique areas where right. they need to be coached right. in their friendships. So if we were to kind of wrap this whole conversation up with friendships, what's the most practical thing that you would tell a parent they could do maybe this week to just elevate right. um, friendships in the life of their kid this week? Well, I, I think that it's literally put them around kids who will be a positive influence. We started, I started with a phrase, positive peer influence. Mm. And the truth is, is parents can have some say in that. Mm. So yeah, there's negative peer pressure. It's, it's out there. But if we could help them take a step or two in positive peer influence by um, giving them a good opportunity to be in church, be in a small group. Again, that's with older kids. Being at, literally at Sunday school, I mean, there's positive peer things. Having them involved in extracurricular activities. You don't want to go overboard, but giving them those kinds of experiences. And then also know their friends. As a parent, if you don't know the names and what those kids are into and what they're about, then, then become a student of your children's friends. Because where their friends go, so go um, the relationships. That's a great point. I think for me, I so often forget that. So... It's a good reminder. I think for me, I want to go home right now and go ask my kids again and go, what are the names of your three best friends? Right. Um, what are their parents' phone numbers? And right. let's get more intentional about those yeah. relationships. Yeah, intentionality. Thank you. This is great. Thanks, Jim. So there you guys have it again. A wonderful conversation with Christina and Jim Burns. What I loved about the end of that conversation is the cue that you guys gave us us because we're hopefully we're all parents listening to this or we will be parents at some point. Um, here, here it is. Here's your cue for the week. Make sure that when you're, when you're done listening to this podcast episode, go to your kids and ask them who three of their friends are. Write down three friends. It's important to know uh, and establish these friendships. I know for me, Friendships are changing left and right for my teenage daughters. One day they have these three friends. The next day there's three other friends. So it's, it's important for me even as a parent to know who their three friends are. Not that they just have three friends, but who those friends are. But at least are. three of them, yeah. yeah. And thank you so much for kind of following along with this podcast and being our friend. Um, as your friend, we want to give you some of what we talked about today in the show notes. So make sure you check those out at theparentq.org forward slash episode 37. You'll be able to find um, all kinds of quotes from 
what Jim said on this podcast, even links to some of his books, all the things that we've compiled right there for you in the show notes for this episode 37 of the Parent Q podcast with me and my friend, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibald Caballo. Boom sauce. And thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Goodbye.